This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Radicalis, Developing Spiritual Roots. In these lessons, we'll learn how to live a life that is deeply rooted in Christ and His Word so that we can become all God has created us to be. Now, in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a very special scripture card set with verses selected by Pastor Rick to help you renew and recharge your faith. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's teaching. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called Radical Generosity. The greatest miracle is not this offering. Oh no, not at all. It's not even the amount of the offering. That's not the miracle. The miracle is what takes place in you and in me and everybody else who had a little part in it, whether it was big, little, medium, or anything. Anybody had a part in this, the miracle is what takes place in us. Because every time I do radical generosity with my life, and again, I'm not just talking about money. When I'm radically generous with my attention and I listen to my kids or I listen to somebody in hurt, when I'm radically uh, generous with my sympathy and I say, yeah, I understand that, that makes sense. When I'm radically generous with my time and I don't have time to give it to you, but I help you out. And when I'm radically generous with my service and when I'm radically generous with my compliments and when I'm radically generous with praise, And I'm radically generous with forgiveness for people who've hurt me. And I just forgive and say, forget it. Don't worry about it. Blow it off. You let it go. What that does is an amazing transformation in you. There are five things that happen. Let me just give them to you. I'm not even going to talk much about them. On the back of your outline, the results of radical generosity, living a life of generosity. Number one, it increases my love for Jesus. It increases my love for Jesus because giving is an act of love. The Bible says in verses eight and nine of 2 Corinthians eight, Paul's talking to this church in Corinth. He says, just as you excel in everything else, he says, you guys are really good at a lot of stuff. Just as you excel in everything else, in faith, he said, you excel in speech and knowledge, even in uh, complete earnestness, even in your love for us. He said, see also that you excel in the grace of giving. He says, no, I'm not commanding you. Why? Because commanding is not what God wants. I just want to test the sincerity of your love by comparing it with the earnestness of others. He said, I want to test the sincerity of your love. Every time you give, every time I give, you're generous with anything in your life, it does two things. It proves your love for Jesus. And two, it strengthens, it increases your love for Jesus. I used to see this bumper sticker. You don't see it much anymore, but I used to laugh when I'd see it. It said, you know, if you love Jesus, uh, tithe, any fool can honk. (laughs) Well, it's true. He's just saying, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, the, The Bible says, Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So wherever you want your heart to be, I'm telling you this, invest a little in it. You know, you probably couldn't care less about Microsoft unless you own stock in Microsoft. Then you cared extremely about it. If you wanna care about General Motors, put some money into General Motors, guess what, you'll start caring about it. 
You know, whatever you invest in, you invest in a political party, all of a sudden you start caring about that political party. You invest in a project or a ministry, all of a sudden you start caring about that ministry. Where your money is, your heart is. And when I give myself to Christ, it makes me love him more. Number two, it not only increases my love for Jesus, it makes me like Jesus. It makes me more like Jesus. I become more like him. Every time I give, it breaks the grip of materialism in my life, and every time I give, my heart grows bigger, and every time I give, I become more like Jesus. Why? Because who's the master example of generosity? Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the next verse, verse nine, you are familiar with the generosity of our master, Jesus Christ. Rich as he was, he gave it all away for us, circle for us. He gave it all away for us. In one stroke, he became poor and we became rich. Obviously, he's talking about spiritual wealth there, spiritual riches, enrichment. What is he talking about here? Jesus Christ had it all. He's God. He's the son of God. He's in heaven with all the splendor of heaven. And he gives it all up and he comes to earth at Christmas time to be born in a barn. That's about as low as you can go. And why did he do it? Well, he certainly didn't do it for himself. He did it for you. He's the ultimate act of generosity. God so loved the world that he gave. God, if you picked of all the attributes of God, the number one attribute of God is his generosity because everything you have is a gift. Nothing, the air, the water, the, the, the brain you have, your heartbeat, everything you have is a total gift of God's generosity. You would have nothing without God's generosity. Now in the Bible, there are more promises related to living a generous lifestyle than any other thing. Did you know that? God, over and over again in scripture, God says, if you will be generous with your time, with your money, with your life, with your influence, with your love, with your forgiveness, if you'll be generous with your life, he said, I will bless you in this way. In fact, I could make you a long list of the promises of generosity. Why? Why does God want us to be generous more than anything else? Because it's most like God. Like father, like son. Like father, like daughter. God wants his children to be like him. And the number one characteristic of God is he is outrageously, lavishly, radically generous. And God says, I didn't put you on earth to live for yourself. I put you on earth to learn to be other person-centered, to be generous, to be unselfish. I didn't put you on earth just to live for you. I made you to become like me and to learn generosity. So it increases my love for Jesus, it makes me more like Jesus. Number three, it deepens my faith. Did you know that every time you're generous, your faith grows? It, not just, it doesn't just demonstrate your faith, it grows your faith. Why? Because you're saying, God, this is money or time or energy or whatever that I don't have to give away, but I'm gonna give it to you or I'm gonna give it to somebody else and I'm gonna be generous trusting that you will provide for me. It is an evidence, a statement of faith. Every time you give, you're making a statement of faith. God, this is something I could use for myself, but I'm giving it away because I know you'll take care of my needs. I know you'll replace it. I know you'll supply for what I need, and I am trusting you. It demonstrates and it develops your faith. Look at this verse. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. 
And whoever sows generously will reap generously. He's talking about sowing seed. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, here's what he said. He said, you know, if a farmer goes out and he's gonna spread some seed around, gonna sow some seed, so if he starts throwing the seed around, if he sows a little bit of seed, he gets a little crop. If he sows a lot of seed, he gets a lot of crop. If he sows an enormous amount of seed, acres and acres of seed, he gets enormous acres and acres of crop. Now, when you sow a seed, you don't just get one back. If you plant a corn seed, you get one seed of corn back? No, you get a whole kernel. You get a, I mean, you, you get a whole stock of corn on the cob that has lots of kernels. God always multiplies what you give him. You put in a seed, you get back a plant full of tomatoes out of one tomato seed. You put in an apple seed, you get a tree full of apples. God says, I multiply it. And he says, he who sows generously will reap generously. God says, you get to choose how much I bless your life. It's all dependent upon your generosity. You sow a little bit, you get a little. You sow more, you get more. You sow a lot, you get a lot. It's all up to you. The more you give away your life, God says, the more I will bless your life and I will deepen your faith. Now, he wants you to get this so badly, he repeats it like five times. Look at that verse on your outline. I want you to take a pen, and I want you to circle the alls in the second half of the verse. It says, God is able to make all grace. Circle that, all grace, okay? And then it says, so that in all things, circle that, all things. At all times, circle that. Having all that you need, circle that. You will abound in every, circle that, good work. He's saying, get the message. If you will learn to be generous, he said, I will take care of your needs all the time, all the way, every place, all the while, everywhere you could possibly think of, all, 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 all. It's like, I want you to understand this. I mean all. He says, I'll take care of all things at all times, all you need, and abound in every good work. Look at the next verse, verse 10 and 11. God supplies seed to the farmer, then bread to eat in the same way. And God will give you seed, of course, this, the money you give came from him in the first place, and multiply it, and then I want you to underline this. In your lives, he will increase the things you do that have his approval. Underline that. In your lives, he, God, will increase, he'll multiply the things you do that have his approval, and you will be enriched so that you can be even more generous. That's amazing. God says, you give to me, I give to you, then you have more to give, and then you give away more, and then I give you more, and the more you give away to help other people, the more I give to you, and on and It's like a cycle. Increases my love for Jesus, makes me more like Jesus, deepens my love. Number four, it causes others to thank God. When you are generous with other people, it causes other people to thank God. If you're radically generous, Notice the verse, next verses, verses 11 and 12, 2 Corinthians 9, it says this. Your generosity will result, here's one of the results, in thanksgiving to God. For this service you perform not only meets the needs of God's people, but it also provides an outpouring of gratitude to God. Now this is very important. Get the difference here. In normal generosity, which is not spiritually led, it's not out of your commitment to Christ, it's just being generous, you know, whatever. It's not out of your commitment to the Lord. In normal generosity, only the donor gets thanked. In radical generosity, the donor gets thanked 
and God gets thanked because of the donor. Lord, I thank you for that person who helped meet my need. That's radical generosity. Now friends, because of your generosity, thousands of people are being helped. Marriages are being saved and put back together. Kids are being brought off drugs and adults too. People who are in the pits financially are learning financial counseling and coming out of that pit. And, and when you give, you're not just giving to some pie in the sky thing, you're, you're helping people all over Southern California and even around the world because we've sent teams to nearly 160 countries. As I said, the miracle of this offering is not the amount. The miracle is what God does in your heart and the miracle is the testimony that it is to the world. And that leads us to the fifth thing, is the fifth result is it honors God as a witness to the world. Every time you're generous with your time, with your energy, with your life, with your words, with your support, with your money, uh, with your listening, it honors God as a witness to the world. It is an evidence of love. Paul says this in verses 11 to 13. You will glorify God, glory to God. You will glorify God through this genuine act of service because of your commitment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and because of your generosity. He said, when you are committed to spreading the good news and helping fund it, you know, because of your generosity, that glorifies God, it is a witness to the world. Now friends, Saddleback Church is serious about the Great Commission. We are committed to taking the good news to the whole world. That's why we're doing the peace plan. We take this seriously, to spread the good news of Christ. And as I said, once again, you voted with your wallet, your confidence in, in the direction of this church. My challenge to you is twofold. It's the same challenge I gave last week. One that you'll say, Lord, I'm going deeper. I'm not gonna be a shallow believer. I'm not gonna be a casual believer. I'm not gonna be a wimpy believer. I'm gonna be a spiritually mature man of God or a spiritually mature woman of God. I'm not gonna wimp out anymore. I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna grow, I'm gonna sink down deep spiritual roots and be what God wants me to be. That's my first challenge to you. My second challenge to you is that this year you start praying, God, help me to reach one more for Jesus. Not 20, just one. I want somebody to be in heaven because of you. I want when you get to heaven, somebody comes up and says, thank you so much. I'm eternally grateful. I'm in heaven because of you. Is anybody gonna be in heaven because of you? You're gonna be in heaven because of somebody else who told you. I wanna tell you that if you will pray this, help me reach one more for Jesus, God will answer that prayer. He'll make it so easy, so simple, so natural, it won't be scary, it'll be easy for you to bring somebody to church, and at the end of this year, God will have answered that prayer and you will have brought somebody to Christ. And they'll be in heaven because of you. We are going to shine like stars in the universe, holding forth the word of God, taking it to every nation, and you have proven that as we start a new year in a way unlike any other church. Let me pray for you as your pastor. Heavenly Father, I wanna thank you for this church. I love these people, I love our church family. I thank you for the privilege of being a part of this particular family of God. 
We love you and we look forward to the future with great anticipation. And Father, I pray you will bless every single man in this room and bless every single woman in this room. Bless every single adult, bless every couple, bless every family. I ask you to bless every senior adult and every young child. Lord, I ask you to protect our people this next year. I ask you to protect them from evil, protect them from discouragement, from depression, from disappointment. But most of all, I ask that you help them develop deep spiritual roots, that they'll grow closer and closer to you, finding the maturity and the stability so that nothing blows them away that no circumstance, no, no rogue wind, no economy, nothing takes away their joy, nothing takes away their faith, that nothing can take away their love for you and for others. I ask that you bless the jobs and the careers of every person here. I pray that they will be successful, not for their own benefit, but so that they can bless the world, so that you enable them to be able to help other people. I ask you to protect their health. I ask you to protect their minds, their emotions. Bless them spiritually with new insight. Bless them emotionally with joy and peace and love. Bless their relationships. For those who wanna get married, may this be the year. For those who wanna have a family, may this be the year. Lord, we don't know what your will is in any situation, but we do know you've told us to ask. So on the behalf of my people, I'm asking you to meet their needs, to answer their prayers, to hear their request. Lord, I'm your friend. And I ask you to do this because, not of me, but because of Jesus. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Thank you that you were the model of generosity for all of us, that we could never outgive you. With their heads still bowed, if you've never invited Christ in your life, don't you dare go one more day into this new decade without saying yes to him. Right now in your heart, say, Jesus Christ, I'm saying yes to you. I don't understand it all, come into my life. Just say that, come into my life. I wanna learn to trust you and love you. I wanna follow you. I wanna ask you to accept me into your family. Just say that in your heart. And he will do it. Lord, make me more like you. Help me to be generous in every area of my life this year. I wanna be a giver, not a taker. And I want you to use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. 
This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. You can get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered right to your inbox every day. Just go to PastorRick.com and sign up for his free daily devotional. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... One of our most popular study resources we've ever offered would have to be our Bible verse scripture cards. We get countless requests for them. Here's Pastor Rick to tell us more. Friends, one of the most powerful ways you can transform your spiritual life is to memorize scripture. God tells us in Proverbs 7 verse 2, guard my words as your most precious possession. Write them down and also keep them deep within your heart. Now, you may not think you've got a good memory, but the truth is we all remember what's important to us. For instance, you remember phone numbers and dates that you care about. I've heard people say they can't memorize anything, yet they can quote a song lyrics from their childhood or they can rattle off a statistic for their favorite baseball player. You see, memory is a skill that you can learn. And it's also a muscle that you can strengthen. In fact, study after study has shown that memorizing Scripture will cause your brain to have a stronger memory in other areas too. So when you memorize Scripture, you're actually benefiting a lot of other areas in your life. Now here's how I want to help you memorize God's Word. We've put together a new packet, a new set of cards with verses from the Bible for you to memorize. And these are good, easily memorizable verses. And you can put these cards around your house, or you can put them on your refrigerator, or you know, tape them to the mirror where you brush your teeth, or you can put them by your bed, or uh, in your car, in the visor. It doesn't really matter, but they're, they're very beautiful. And they will keep these Bible verses, God's Word, before you every day, helping you to memorize the Word of God. I hope you'll take advantage of this new resource. Don't miss this opportunity to get these scripture cards based on the key verses found in this series. Pastor Rick selected these verses to help you renew and recharge your faith so you can live the way God intended, rooted in His unconditional love. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so much for your support. Today is the last day to get this great resource, so don't wait. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.